How Pleasure is Ruining Your Relationships. Welcome back to Relationships First. It's David Dubay, and I'm excited that you're here today because today I want to share with you pleasure. I love pleasure. You love pleasure. We love pleasure. But did you know that there's negative pleasure and there's positive pleasure? Yeah, there is. And that negative pleasure is destroying a lot of people's relationships right now. And the reason is because people don't understand, well, A, they don't understand relationships, but B, they don't understand pleasure. Not only pleasure, but their pleasure, our pleasure, the kind of pleasure that we want to have and that we truly desire to have in our lives. But we're combating negative pleasure constantly without even knowing it. In fact, we're diving into it more often than we aren't. And it's ruining our relationships without our knowledge of it, really. So how do we fix this? Well, before I even get into that, I want to talk about, I want to talk about, it's always greener on the other side. You probably heard this before, right? The grass is always greener on the other side. We and our society have been set up to always want what we don't have to have these desires that are outside of ourselves constantly and to chase them at all times. You might have had this happen to you because I know I have where you say you're talking to a friend or you're on the phone with someone and you say, I want this, whatever this happens to be, you could place anything in, in there. You could be like, I need new, I need new underwear. I need, I need new pants. I want a new pair of this, or I want to do that. I want to travel to here. I want to whatever. And then you you get off the con- off the phone, or you're done with your conversation. You pick up your phone. You go onto TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, and you're instantly delivered an ad to that thing, to that want, to that desire. What does that tell you? It tells you several things. Your phone's listening to you. <laughs> One, but over and above that is they know it's a medium to getting you to buy. And how many times have you purchased something and then only to bring it home, use it, and be disappointed by it? Be like, ah, that was not what I thought it would be. How often does that happen? To I mean, myself, I know I've done this plenty of times and I'm like, ah, that sucks. You get that new product, that new service, and you thought it was going to be this huge thing, and then you spent maybe, you know, $500 on it, and it was not nearly as good as they said it would be, or that you thought it would be, or that you wanted it to be. You have dating apps like Tinder, where it's like you swipe left, you swipe right, right? Are you going, do you like them? Oh, swipe this way. You do not like them. Swipe that way. Okay, we matched. You have a conversation. Well, they seem boring. I'm going to swipe, right? Then you go to the next conversation, the next whatever. They need to be interesting. They they have to capture my attention right away. They have to do this. They have, right, instant society, instant, instant, instant. What is that doing to you? Do you even know? It's selling you a loaded bag of goods. It's, it's selling you that thing that you thought you wanted or needed, and then when you take it home, you're disappointed with it. It's because you're chasing negative pleasure. 
we're constantly chasing negative pleasure. Now, before I get further into this, I want to explain something to you. More like, I want to share something with you. Next week, I'm super excited. I have a podcast I'm going to be coming out with about the problem with finding the one, searching for the one that you want, that relationship, the happiness that you truly want and desire in your life. And if you're already in a relationship and you maybe you're not happy, can you find happiness in that relationship? We're going to be talking about that next week's episode. So I'm really excited about that. Why? Because it kind of has to do with this, pleasure. We're constantly searching this instant, instant, instant pleasure. Now, we chase pleasure because, well, pleasure makes us feel good. But what is the difference between negative pleasure and positive pleasure? This is the importance of what I'm going to share with you is, is finding that, knowing the difference there. So there's two types of pleasure. There's right negative pleasure and positive pleasure. And we do one of those things in accordance with this. So there's two reasons we do everything. One, in avoidance of pain, or B, in gain of pleasure. So the question I have for you is, why are you doing one? Why are you searching for X? Why are you doing this pleasureful thing? Why are you scrolling social media right now? Are you scrolling social media right now, A, to avoid something you need to do, something you know you should do, Maybe you don't need to do it, but you know you should do. Let's just say it's folding laundry. I don't want to fold laundry. So you pull up your phone and you start scrolling through social media. You're doing it in avoidance of something. You're gaining dopamine, short-term pleasure, in avoidance of what? Your laundry putting away, being put away. Your bedroom being clean. Because maybe those are one and the same thing, right? By you folding and putting your laundry away, your bedroom automatically becomes clean or at least has the appearance of being clean. Right, so you're doing one thing, pleasureful, which is instant dopamine, in avoidance of long-term pleasure. And, and sure, long-term, maybe it lasts two days. That pleasure lasts two days. Oh, you walk into your room, oh, it's so clean. So nice. But that pleasure lasts only two days because the third day it gets messy because you're looking for an outfit and you're not sure what to wear. So you toss them all over the place in order to find that one outfit that makes you look fantastic that day. And so now on the third day, you no longer have that pleasure. But ironically, you had pleasure for two days because you did something. You avoided, instead of avoiding doing that, you did it. You see, see where I'm going with this? See what I'm getting? So along with me talking about this, why am I talking about this? I mean, I feel like it should be fairly apparent, but relationships to me are everything. They are everything. That's all I do. It's all I've done for 16 going on 17 years. I started teaching a course called How to Read Anyone and Make Lifelong Clients in Just 30 Seconds, which led me to do relationship coaching with couples, which then led to me doing pleasure coaching with couples. The idea is similar here. And then doing sales trainings for companies and all this stuff. Why? Because all of that is predicated on relationships. Everything is relationship-based. If you want greater trust from people, 
You have to devote more time to your relationships. You have to build better relationships. But most people don't build good relationships. We build self-serving relationships. Mind you, short-term pleasure over long-term gain. Right? If I if I don't need them, I don't have to pay attention to them. This is how a lot of people build their relationships. We build them on the structure of what I get instead of what I could give and then possibly receive later. Short-term gains as opposed to long-term satisfaction, long-term happiness, short-term. And our society is good at building this up. I mean, Facebook came out years ago saying that that's what we're doing. We're attaching ourselves to dopamine. Which uh, This is what we call negative pleasure. It's negative pleasure. It feels great in the moment, but it literally over the long term of your health, your life, whether it's relationship life or personal life, it affects you. We don't think of these things. We don't think of them in the now. Why? Because we're stuck in the now, and so we're just chasing the pleasure of right now. So we're not thinking of tomorrow or next month or next year in that sense. We're thinking of right now because pleasure right now feels good. And I understand that. I get it. I also live there with you. I know these things. I've been there, done that. I still struggle with it. I'm not perfect. Don't claim to be. But I know that in understanding pleasure, we can actually do more in our lives. We can actually have more in our lives. We can feel more in our lives, experience more, et cetera, et cetera. All of these things come with understanding pleasure. You know, when I'm working with a couple, when we're talking about pleasure and we're talking about satisfaction, whether it's sexual or not sexual, it doesn't matter. It's all, it's all in understanding this. If you don't understand pleasure, you're not managing your life. It's so invaluable. It's so important to know and to understand this stuff, and yet so few people actually do anything about it or come to the realization that this is something they need to know. It's so easy to find pleasure in the now. It's so easy to just look for it and then, oh yeah, I want pleasure. I'm gonna do this. And attach yourself to the new latest and greatest thing why? Because I want, they know what they're doing. They know that they're attaching themselves to your pleasure centers. They know that that's what they're doing. They're triggering the instant, ah, that feels so good. Oh yeah, this is good. And by they, I'm talking about majority of the society and, and the social media platforms. They know that that's what they're doing. They know it. And now you know it too. So what can you do with this? Well, let's talk about the pleasure chemicals, shall we? Pleasure chemicals are vitally important to knowing and to understanding. And yet, once again, like most things, most people don't understand pleasure. So what are the five pleasure chemicals? There's a acronym, dossier or dossier, Stands for dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins, and anatomine. Those are the five pleasure chemicals. Dopamine, this is the feel-good neurotransmitter. Right? This is the chemical that transmits information between the neurons in anticipation or achievement of an award. Right? This is the instant pleasure chemical. This is what all the social media platforms deliver you instantaneously. Right? This is what the dating apps deliver to you. Like, oh, 
Oh, well, that was cute that she said, or that's cute what he said. I should respond to them. Oh, they got boring. Next. Okay, next. It's all instantaneous. We want it now, 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 now. Dopamine hit. And then we go to oxytocin. Oxytocin oxytocin is the hormone that acts as a neurotransmitter in the brain. It's the cuddle drug. We get it from touch, eye contact, creates social bonds. It strengthens the reputation of the bonds that you currently have. So if you sit with your mother, your father, your son, your daughter, your significant other, or someone you want to be your significant other, and you stare at them, or maybe not stare like freakishly, but you gaze in their eyes, and you do it more often, and you maybe hold their hand, and you sit next to them, you put your arm around them, right? This, this is oxytocin, pleasure, chemical. Right? So it repulses people who are outside of your social bonds. Right? You never cuddled with them. You don't think of cuddling with them now because of it. So this is oxytocin also. It reduces stress. It reduces your cortisol, which is stress chemicals, increases trust, and it's also a painkiller. So if you're feeling pain, but yet you can get mushy and cuddly with someone, some of that pain will dissipate. Kind of nice, isn't it? Serotonin. This comes from the hippocampus in the brain and in the gut. It's made from essential amino acids, the tryptophan. So tryptophan is the amino acid that it's created from. It's good, bad, mood, area, center of the brain. And it's also in the, in the gut, right? So this enables us to use social rankings. What do you mean by that, David? Well, things that you recognize and things that you don't. Things that you like, you often recognize with someone you like. You ever meet someone you're like, you look like someone I know. You have this almost instant trust with that person even though you don't know them. But because they look like someone you know, you have that trust factor with them. Endorphins, the fourth chemical. It's a neurochemical that has masking properties. It's a natural painkiller. It covers up any physical pain. Right? You have that spicy taco. I was just talking to, to someone who was just about eating a, eating a taco. And they get this, you get this rush of endorphins inside you. Even though it was spicy, you still felt good from eating it. This is the sadomasochism those people who seek out painful yet pleasurable experiences to you you're like i would never do that but to them that there's pleasure in that pain it's because they love the endorphins that they feel from that pain and the last one is anatomine it's a messenger molecule that plays a role in pleasure. Now, anatomine is the newest member of the pleasure chemicals. So, dossier, D-O-S-E-A, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins, and anatomine. Those are the five chemicals. The negative pleasure that I'm talking about that's ruining your relationships is dopamine. Here's the thing. When you get into a conversation with someone or when you, so you go meet up with a friend 
I, when I go out, I spend a lot of my time observing people. I'm a people person and I observe people constantly. And I often, if I'm, if I'm going and surveying people, which mind you, I do this fairly regularly when I go out, I have my phone, I have a QR code, and I'll have people scan a QR code that get, brings them to a survey, and I ask them, do you mind taking a quick survey for me? And it's about relationships. And it's funny because I will see an entire table of guys, girls, or mix of guys and girls, and they'll all have their phones in front of their faces. I'm guilty of this. I'm not saying I'm not. But more often than not, I'm not doing that. But when I'm observing other people, I see it all the time. Constantly, they have their phones in front of their, play, their faces. They aren't involved in their relationships. They're passively involved. They're, I'm involved in the relationship to the extent that you're involved with me. So we're both out together, but we're both going to have our phones in front of our faces talking to other people. So they're not even engaged in the conversation that's in front of them. They're engaged in a conversation that's outside of their purview via text. They can't even be present with the person that they're there with. This happens all the time. Go out into public and pay attention to what other people are doing. You will see this. It is everywhere. It's ubiquitous. And that's sad. And the reason is because our society states that where you're at, what you're doing isn't good enough. You have to live in FOMO, fear of missing out. And you don't have to. But people choose to. Why? Because the grass is always greener on the other side. I'm at a party now, but it's not, I'm not happy at this party. Maybe this other party that's going on that I know about might be better. So I'm going to text my friend that's at that party and see if, if it's better. And then I'm going to leave this party and go to that party and hopefully it's better. They're always in, in search of what's better. And this is destroying relationships. People can't be present with their current relationship that they have to be outside of that relationship looking for something else. They're not satisfied, and so they're constantly being, they have to be satiated somewhere else in order to be present with whomever they're with, and they're not even present with them. This is destroying relationships. It's called negative pleasure. And society knows this. Facebook knows this. Instagram knows this. TikTok, Snapchat, all the social media platforms know this. And that's how they make their money. They know that they can be the place that you go to get satiated short term. And you're doing it because you're, so two versions, right? We're either doing something to avoid pain or we're doing something to gain pleasure. And the vast majority of our society, would you, which one do you think they're doing? Are they, are they seeking pleasure and avoidance of pain or are they seeking pleasure and gain of ultimate pleasure. You already know the answer to that. Most people are seeking pleasure and avoidance of pain. They're not doing what they need to do to fulfill themselves long-term. They're doing something that they want to do in order to avoid doing something that they have to do. Example, shared this, laundry. I'm not gonna do law, I don't wanna fold my laundry so I'm gonna go on social media. I don't want to do this research paper, so I'm going to go on social media. So they seek small portions of pleasure, self-serving portions of pleasure, and avoidance of long-term pleasure. They know they have to do this thing anyway. 
I mean, for laundry, you, you might not have to do it. You just leave your laundry strewn about on your bed or on the floor or wherever you have it after you've done it. And then you will grab it off the floor and put it on and continue this because you would rather be in self-service of short-term pleasure than in service of long-term rewards and pleasure. How many of you are doing this? How many people do you know in your life that are doing this? How many of your friends have messy rooms, messy cars, messy lives? And you can see this in their lives. You can see that they're very hedonistic in the short term. They don't understand negative pleasure versus positive pleasure. Dopamine is the shortest-sighted version of pleasure that there is. And it's great in small doses. You need to go take a crap, you bring your phone and you get pleasure while you're taking a crap. <laughs> right? That's where that's where you should get your short-term doses of happiness. But you shouldn't be doing those. You shouldn't. I mean, we all are guilty of it. I'm guilty of this too. Like, I know I need to do something, but I'm going to pull out my phone and avoid doing it because yeah, it's so easy to pick up my phone. But if you want long-term happiness, we can't do this. I'm better now than I've ever been. When I leave my house, I'm in full present mode. So my phone will be in front of me when, uh, while I'm sitting across from a friend. And the reason why is because I don't want the radiation from my phone. And you might, like, you might laugh about that, but it's true. You can do research on it. I don't want it against my body. So I'll have my phone on the counter in front of me. Or if I'm expecting a call, I'll also want that too, right? But the idea is I'm still very present with the people I'm with. I don't pull up my phone. I don't scroll my phone unless I feel a need to do that. And that's only when it's a need or a necessity. Or they leave to go use the restroom, so I'm going to check, see if I have messages. But I still don't like to do that. Here's what I like to do. When I'm alone, if I'm waiting for someone or, you know, someone, whoever I'm with goes to the restroom or goes to get drinks or whatever, I observe people. I look around me and observe how many people are on their phones or who are doing this or are having a conversation about that. I listen into these things. Why? Because I'm very relationship focused. I want to see what other people are doing. I want to see how they're interacting. And vast majority of the time, I'll see group tables. I mentioned this earlier, tables of people who are together but not present with each other. Be present. Be more present with your relationships. That's what this is about. If you want greater fulfillment in life, you have to be more present more of the time, which is less avoidant and more there. Because long-term pleasure has to do with how present you are with people. Superficial of people to be on their phone all the time in their... They're chasing digital relationships in lieu of personal ones. The person who's not sitting down with you is less important than the person who's sitting in front of you. And yet we will put more, more direction, more of our time into the digital relationship of the person who's not with us than we will with the one in front of us. What does that do to your relationships? How strong do you think your relationships are if you're constantly doing that? Because what you do in front of one person is what you do in front of everyone. You might not think that, but it reflects on everything you do. Be more present. The more present you are, the more long-term pleasure you are going to have. And so when you have to do something like folding, as innocuous as folding laundry is, 
and then putting your laundry away when it's done after folding it, the satisfaction you have from doing that is so much greater than the satisfaction you have from scrolling through your shitty phone. Isn't it? And the more often you can tell yourself when you're in that situation, so you, you grab your phone because you don't want to do it, but you caught yourself. You realize you're, you're chasing short-term pleasure in avoidance of pain. You've caught yourself. Now you can change it. Now you can do something about it. Now you can save that dopamine for real life pleasure, for true pleasure of folding and putting your laundry away. As innocuous as that is, there's real pleasure in that. There's real satisfaction in it. The two days you have of a clean bedroom because you did that is actually 10 times greater the pleasure you'll, you'll get, receive, from scrolling on your phone. And over the long-term value of doing that, you, you literally cannot put a price tag on that. And the reason is you showcase to the people around you. So if you have children and you are constantly chasing your dopamine, what are you teaching your children? What are you teaching your children? You are showing them that that's okay. Now, if you hold your children to a different standard than you hold yourself, you are already a terrible person. That's a terrible parenting thing. You should never do that. Do as I say, not as I do is the absolute most atrocious way to parent. Showcase. Do it. Be more present. You understand now, I've shared with you the five pleasure chemicals. And dopamine is the most used, overused, and drugged way to keep people addicted to things that don't serve them in the long term. And it's destroying relationships. It's destroying friendships. It's creating neglect. All for digital pleasure, which isn't real pleasure. Scrolling on a phone and playing video games is not real pleasure. It's not. It'll never lead to fulfillment. But what will is long-term pleasure. Chasing the long-term. Chasing the things that aren't so simple, aren't so easy. You, you want a healthy and good relationship? Listen to next week's episode. I'm super excited about that. But what I'm sh sharing with you right here, right now, to me, is so invaluable. Reward yourself. Reward those around you. Anyone who spends their time with you in person, enjoy that. Next time you're with your mother, your father, your son, your daughter, your brother, your sister, your significant other, or that person you want to be your significant other, or your best friend, whatever, and you're with them and you're in person with them, spend more time building, not dopamine, oxytocin. You know, grab their hand, look at the, look them in the eye and tell them you love them. You know, say, hey, I, I really appreciate you meeting me today. Look around you right now and find something that you can just appreciate for being there in your life right now. Appreciate it. And in doing so, there's, there's something different about doing that. 
and doing it every single day because most of the time we don't do that. And don't let it be your phone that you appreciate. Don't let it be your computer that you appreciate. Something outside of that. You're just happy. Happy to have, happy for it, happy that it exists. And then appreciate the people that are in your life and then take the time to spend with you in person. It's happening less and less and people are enjoying it less and less because the digital is literally taking over. And it is the most fake version of a relationship you could ever have. And we're doing it in avoidance of real, true pleasure. Stop chasing negative pleasure. I know I'm not telling you to cut it all out because I'm not going to. I still go to the bathroom and I still take my phone with me. You can't stop me. I dare you. Okay, don't. If you see me out, don't chase me into the bathroom. I promise you it'll be a mistake for both of us. But knowing that, other than that, like, stop doing it as often as you do. Make it a goal not to do so often. You know, we're just past the new year. Make it a goal not to do this so often. Put your phone down. When you are out and your friend goes to the bathroom and it's just you and your friend, don't lift your phone up. Don't. Maybe carry a little notepad on you. I do this all the time. Carry a little notepad and a pen and pull that out and take a note. Like, take a notice of people around you. Observe what's going on around you. Do something different than what everyone else is doing. You then become an introspective point of view. You you have introspective because you're looking at things differently. And it enables you to appreciate so much more of what you have by noticing what other people are doing. If this was useful to you, if this was helpful to you, share this with with others. Let other people hear about this. More people need to know about this. There's a gentleman that talks quite a bit about this. He's got a podcast. Now his name's Andrew Huberman. And his podcast is, uh, well, it's Andrew Huberman, but from the Huberman Lab. He's been, he's an amazing guy. He does amazing research. He's been showcased uh, with, I believe, Joe Rogan. I know he's been on Jordan Peterson's podcast. Um, he's, he's made the rounds. He's an amazing guy. He's got amazing listenership too. I will, I will link his, uh, his stuff in the show notes so you can hear him talk about pleasure as well. And the insights he shares are super powerful, super worth listening to his podcasts go for like two hours. Mine, thank God, like this one here is 30 minutes. And this is like one of the longest ones. But because it's important, it's important to me, it's important, it should be important to you to stop chasing negative pleasure and start looking at your life in different ways. And to do that is to find positive pleasure things to chase and to look for and to go after. Positive pleasure is long-term, it's not short-term. It's not instant yes, instant now. It's fine to have those things, but they must be smaller and more insignificant than the long-term. We need to build more long-term stuff. This is the new year, why? Right, New year to do new things, to think differently, to do and explore better than you have before. Once again, if you like this, share this out. Let other people hear about it. Rate our podcast. Let me know how I'm doing. Let me know how we're doing. Join our private community. You can do that at relationships-first.com. If you want to consult with me because, hey, maybe you're chasing negative pleasure too much and you want more help, getting out of that, or you're in a bad relationship, or you're single and you want to be in the relationship you want, and you want my help, go to relationships-first.com and find an appointment for you there. Subscribe. 
That's also important. Other than that, I will catch you next week. You take care, and I look forward to having you 